0: everyone this saturday march 19th don't miss your chance to see why mommy drinks live streaming on zoom i'm going to host it along with amanda allen so you're not going to want to miss it plus our guests are going to be you sharing your shit shows for info on how to get tickets for why mommy drinks live on march 19th check out all of our socials or go to tinyurl.com/wmd319 So that stands for Why Mommy Drinks, March 19th. So again, that's tinyurl.com slash WMD319 to get tickets. Can't wait to see you there. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Why Mommy Drinks. This is Betsy Stover. Hello. I am joined by my guest co-host today. It's Amy Albert. Hello. Hello. And I am so excited. I have been wanting her on the show for a very long time. She's a writer. She's a theater maker. She's the chief primatologist of the long-running zine, The East Village Inky, Anne Halliday. Hi, everybody. Hi. Thanks for having me. Oh man. So I was gonna tell you right before we started, but then I realized I should just say it on the show. Uh, I have uh really admired your work for a very long time. I used to remember seeing it in Bust magazine.
1: Yeah. And when that was
0: my oh, little Yeah, when your kids were super little. Um, and even I you know, I, I didn't have kids then, but it was still Even without having your own kids, it was still such a delightful and funny, uh, and like relatable, uh, what what, comic zine. I guess in that form, it was a comic. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, just we know that you're a warrior because you raised two kids in New York City, which is
1: amazing. Oh, I, I think I admire the people who don't raise or their kids in New York City like I need that <laughs> I need the subway I need to be able to walk out and see people like um, at every single moment of the day yeah and have strangers and
2: yeah have... well, I have, so <laughs> I have cheap Chinese food oh
1: god bless <laughs> I do
0: miss a delivery just like at any hour of the day we're in Los Angeles and technically that we could have that but it's not the same
1: No, you got all those cars they're not yellow.
0: They're, they don't yeah. they're not meter t- <laughs> so I have three kids. They're all boys. I have a six-year-old, a nine-year-old, and an eleven-year-old. Amy, what you got?
2: I have two kids. I have a six-year-old gal and an almost four-year-old little boy. <laughs> and Ann, what have you got?
0: I have adults. I
1: have, a, uh, I have a 24-year-old daughter and a 21-year-old son.
0: Wow. And so they are out of the house in college? Yeah.
1: No. So, so um, she graduated from college in the pandemic cool. and, um, you know, wound up living next door to us in New York City. So she <laughs> lives in the apartment next door. What? <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty great. I I mean, we're kind of groping our way to what the boundaries and rules should be. Like when do you barge in on each other and like can you hear me through the walls? Yeah. <laughs> that sort of wow. And then, Wait, yes. You're literally
2: sharing a wall? Like she's literally like it, knocking Yeah, knocking her of- the
1: kitchen we can we, we can hear on the other side. Oh um, God, that's crazy. Yeah. But it's great. I mean, it's like, you know, that was the dream. I'm an only child and my father was an only child who kind of grew up in the depression in this big house full of relatives and women and stuff. And, and I think that was always his goal was that the family would somehow be together. But we've got a little family and that never happened in his lifetime. But uh that got passed down to me that I would love to keep the children close so the and the boy uh, goes to college in Chicago where oh. he is majoring in comedy writing and performance and loving oh that God. which makes me a little <laughs> afraid I'm gonna lose him to Chicago
2: <laughs> oh yeah I, know. Uh, I mean wow. New York City is I mean who wouldn't want to I'd love yeah. if I if I mean if I didn't have kids I'd probably still be living oh, there. Wait, oh, wait, wait, wait. Come here Come here with,
1: with your children stuff. too. <laughs> it's great except for the part I'm going to talk about, but <laughs> yeah, I did sure, sure. I had two kid
0: I had two kids for um how many? Almost 3 years in Brooklyn and then I we just noped out of there. We were just like, oh, this <laughs> we're not millionaires. This can't. This we can't do it. Um, yeah
1: I think it would be hard to go back to after you've had more space like yeah. we've always been cramped in and right now I think I live in a palace but it's 825 square feet so right oh my
2: know. god I remember when I moved into a 500 square foot place and I was like what is this it beautiful is a place can I can stretch out <laughs> yeah can, I'm not touching both walls yeah. yes. oh my gosh
0: yes oh but I do miss that The well yeah I was gonna say I do miss the freedom of New York, and then I realized um, it's not just the freedom of New York that I miss. Um, <laughs> ah, yeah. Something else I can't quite put my finger on it. Yeah. Uh, i On the uh, tip of my tongue, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. So much has so much has been breaking me lately. Oh, but also, yeah, Aeon. I you I I don't think you have the oldest children of but you might have the second oldest children either way. I'm so thrilled that you're here because I love hearing all just the different seasons and spectrums of motherhood and parenthood. It's fascinating because, um, what I've learned from this show too, is that even when your children are adults, they still somehow manage to break you, um, (laughs) (laughs) which is crazy. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> so here let me let me tell you what's been breaking me. It's really hard to choose cuz I have like three different things. Uh um I mean a little thing that broke me was just uh we've been having a lot of bedwetting at our house and um and so there's pull-ups involved and and I just I hate having to throw them away cuz they they're not even always wet in the morning. So sometimes we're just throwing away like a clean But it's not clean, Uh, but it was slept in. I I don't know. I was like, can you reuse it? But also like, I don't want to fucking go in every day and like touch this, this pull up he slept in and sniff it and be like, did he? So I was like, maybe there's (laughs) like a, like a washable (laughs) version of this that I can buy. Uh, And so I looked all over for it and someone recommended these, these, uh, these ones that I ended up getting. And first of all, they were so expensive i was like what the fuck are these made of like they're <laughs> so expensive um and so i like put them in my cart and then i was like oh my god i cannot pay 130 dollars for three reusable pull-ups um what? So-, yes! <laughs> so i just kind of was like uh, uh and so they just sat there and then – but it was good because this um, – they they kept sending me emails and being like, hey, we noticed that you didn't buy the thing. Here's the 10% off. <laughs> and I was like, 10% off? Go suck my dick. And then, then it, it was like waiting. Uh, and then like I think like a week later it was like, hey, how about 30% off? And I was like, there you go. That is reasonable. So yeah. I used that thirty percent off coupon, and then it came in. And it was like under hundred dollars. It was still expensive, but uh, I was like, "Well, it's good for the environment." And I don't know how are they long... working. Well, yeah, do they work? <laughs> well, Uh-oh. so I so first of all, before they arrived, I was like, um, I was like, "Oh, he only has this many pull-ups left," and then they didn't come. And then somehow I found some like, it was like Hanukkah of pull-ups. Like I somehow found more (laughs) pull-ups. So I didn't have to buy them, and I was so excited. Uh, so thank you. Really it was a festival of pull-ups. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> just um, and so I put those in the drawer, and then I just watched them go down. I was like, "Ooh!" Like, and I kept checking to see when they would come. And I was like, "I don't want to buy more fucking pull-ups. I want to just like these things are going to come in the mail, and then I can use these." And and it timed out perfectly. Like we finished the pull-ups and then they came in the mail the next day. And so last night uh, my husband was doing bedtime because I was teaching a class and uh, he and he was like, we're all out of pull-ups. And I was like, guess what? We have these expensive, fancy, <laughs> reusable pull-ups. I'm so excited uh, to, to use them. And it timed out perfectly and I was really patting myself on the back. And then he put them on – and they were, like, enormous. And uh, Damn and, it! And so he had been, like, <laughs> right on the, like, cusp of her sizing chart. And mm. and I was like, I it's better to get too big than too small. Womp womp. No. So these things were huge. Mm. And I was like, oh, no. I don't think we should have him sleep in these because I think I have to return them. Like, I don't think I can return a used reusable pull-up. Um, and And so we went back and forth. We didn't have any other pull-ups. So we're like, is he gonna fucking wet the bed? Or like, what do we do? Should we return these? Should we try them out? Um, and I was like, you know what? Let's just let me return them and I'll get a smaller size. Uh, and I was annoyed because it was like, oh, I timed it out just perfectly. And I was so proud of myself for like just like solving this problem and being good to the earth and getting a discount. And um and i and so i took the pull up off him and it had a big skid mark in it
2: no <laughs> oh, no no <laughs> why so why I
0: can't return it <laughs> and it was in a set of 3 so i don't think i can return oh. any of them now oh so I maybe, don't know oh, and for, yeah. and it was such a stupid little thing but it broke me I was just like you know what I gotta go downstairs I can't finish yeah. time. like I just
1: was yeah. done I tapped out um yeah. uh, you did all that research all the time that you invested in the I money mean, and then thank it's, you, that's, the work. that's exactly right
0: <laughs> I did all
1: that it was a lot of like
0: Mental load nonsense yeah and got that emotional labor thing going on. so much yeah stupid about underpants emotional <laughs> label labor about
2: underpants oh my god it was so stupid oh. It also seems like like I have these like moments too where I'm like I just fucking parented the shit out of this. (laughs) I'm like I just fucking victory lap all of this. Yeah, and then and then something comes along to ruin it. So I understand like it's being crestfallen because did I use that correctly? That term. Yeah, I'm I'm trying. Yeah. Okay. (sighs) Yes.
1: Good job. What are the day crestfallen? Um, I was
2: like, (laughs) um. Uh, yeah, like, I mean, it's that whole thing where you're like, I work so hard, and like, I actually made it happen, and then it's just a shit show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shit I said show. to my husband, like, shit I threaded stuff. the needle here. <laughs> I was
0: so proud of myself. There were so many ways it could have gone bad and I did it. But yeah, mm, I feel like parenthood, motherhood in particular, is full of so many of those things where it's just like, this is stupid. Why am I upset about this?
2: Yeah, Yeah. definitely. During the pandemic, I remember I had like a meltdown about something. And, you know, like my philosophy is like I – I I'm, I'm not afraid to for my kids to like see my husband and I argue because it's not like violent or mean. It doesn't get loud. It's just like you see two people working out a conflict. Mhm. So I you but this That's good day, and it
0: normalizes just arguing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, cuz my husband grew <laughs> up sounds in a crazy, where, like, his,
0: but you know, you don't you don't no, want people to feel still, like ashamed that they grow up and and have scared. arguments with their spouse or something. Yeah, or scared. Right. Yeah.
2: Well, his parents never fight or fought and you I mean they're adorable they've married for like 51 years and they still like race parents don't fight either yeah and are are they like affectionate um
0: I mean reasonably so. They're not like all over each other, you know, they're not they're not like touching and kissing in front of us and stuff, but hand jobs under the table. They're not doing <laughs> that at oh, all. no, know, lots okay. of hand jobs <laughs> under the table. We're like, "Stop it, please. Please." We're
2: like, fucking fried chicken." Well, we've got like a,
0: a loud like Greek Jewish household where everyone kind of like is arguing, but it's not. It's just like loud discussion um which took right. me years to be able to deal with cuz in my to be- Growing up, I was yeah. like, you are fighting, and it is loud, and I am upset.
2: Um, wow. It took some yeah. while. I yeah. grew up with a lot of fighting with my parents. And I think, like, I turned that into, like like, my rage was, like, really accelerated. And so I didn't know how to fight like a normal person. And then my sweet husband, yes. whoever saw his parents fight, were like, Oh no, we have one fight and then we're done. You know? And I had to be like, It's cool. We're done. Just, like, like, freaks we're, him out. we're
0: our relationship like, is over.
2: He's like, She's leaving me. She's pissed <laughs> off. I got white instead of red. I'm you know, like like and I'm like, no, no, we can fight. And so I want my our oh, kids wow, to were, see like, that.
0: Totally on opposite ends of the sort of fighting spectrum.
2: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And he taught me how to how to fight fair, but um which is good for everyone. I had to people. learn that too, Amy, uh,
0: because my mom yeah. always fought like it was a Real fucking dirty. knife fight, dirty below <laughs> the belt, like emotional knife fight, and I was like, I guess that's how people fight. It's awful. Me too.
2: Mine was like, how much can I scare you? I'm like, like I'm like a predator in the wild. I'm like, how much can I scare you for you to run away? Like, I'm like, that is how I fought. And my sweet husband was like, I don't know how to. So I run away from you because you're terrifying. Yeah. During the pandemic, I lost my fucking shit about something. And it was something so small. It was like, like there weren't enough fish sticks. (laughs) Something (laughs) really dumb, Like something that's not even a thing. And I picked up and my kids were both like, And everyone was like, and I... I just like quietly picked up whatever was in front of me and threw it against the wall. And I go, ah! Like a fucking insane person. Fucking <laughs> insane. I bet that
1: did shut him up too, didn't <laughs>
2: it? My son started crying. My daughter was like, Mommy! And Nick was like, God damn it. He <laughs> did what we her. all
0: want to do all the time throw something and scream, <laughs> Shut up.
2: Oh, my oh God. God. Yeah. But, you know, I thought it made me feel better. And then I just felt bad because my I scared my kids. And I'm like, Ugh, I don't want you yeah. to be scared that way. I just want you to respect me. No. <laughs> not, not that I'm going to hurt you.
0: And do you, do you and your husband, did you fight in front of your kids as they were growing up?
1: Oh, I'm sure. I mean, I feel like, you know, we, we are testy in front of them quite a bit. The same. And yeah. we're all testy in front of each other. Um, <laughs> parenthood I, makes I you testy. That, yeah, yeah. I don't know that we had any big knockdown dragouts in front of the kids, but you know, you'd have to ask the kids, they like, keep score on those sorts of things. Yeah. Of it's um, crazy um, but right yeah, definitely. We came, I came from a, we, we both come from kind of Fucked up family situations in our own way, in different ways. He had yeah. the like, you know, the mother who came out like the dragon opens its mouth and the flames come out and roast everybody. And the father who, from what I hear, was just like, let me go into this room and you can just flame the door as much as you want. And, you know, as an only child whose parents split up weirdly on my 13th birthday and my children say, you know, you're so Midwestern, you know, I'm like, well, I don't know. Sometimes I just like for dinner to be nice. I've been working really hard on this. Maybe we don't need to process right now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah it's hard to it's hard to know but yeah it's good to learn how to to argue uh you know in a way that's healthy which is a funny thing to say but it's, it's oh a yeah
1: skill. Been, the older I get the less I know <laughs> the less sure-footed I am in what I'm doing for sure really shit yeah
0: Damn it. it's I only, thought it's all for sure we would just be <laughs> like,
2: just by the time out. I'm like 90
0: years old, I'll be like, I know everything and get it all. Everyone's oh, no. an idiot. Mm-hmm.
1: Shit. <laughs> I'm going to be a lot nicer, but I'm going to be stupider too. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't I think, think I will be nicer. I think the older I get, I'm the less bullshit I will tolerate and probably just be like, you're oh. an
1: idiot. Goodbye. <laughs> Oh, exactly. I mean, like <laughs> really nicer i mean like you know <laughs> compassion for all oh, sort of oh. sure that yeah. is true
2: yeah what were you gonna say amy yeah. oh i was just gonna say like just pertaining to the fighting stuff like it's funny like how parenthood will make something that like a year prior you're like oh it doesn't matter who gives a shit but then you're so frayed by the tiniest little things yeah. that just build up so you lose your sh- and i mean like I of course that broke you. It was like, like all everything you did, and then you're like, I'm I've solved this. I mean, I'm sorry that I would. I'm so sorry you went through that. That (laughs) Thank you. Oh, and actually, this was yet this was yesterday. So
0: I have to say too, I'll I'll tell you another thing that broke me. Yesterday, so maybe this was related. Uh, was I had to, so my husband had to get a just like a routine um, medical procedure. Uh, so he had to go in in the morning and he couldn't really be a big part of the whole routine yesterday and he had to fast. And so he was kind of out of it. And um, so I had to take the kids to school and my oldest and I were like fighting in the car and just kind of sniping at each other and I gave and I gave him a note that said he had to be um, that he was going to leave school early because I had to pick him up early to take him to the dentist because I'm taking everybody to the dentist lately um, which is oh. super fun <laughs> um, but hey I've got a six month uh, stay of execution now I don't have to go back for another six months with them nice. um But I was like, take this note in and make sure to give it. And he's like, I will. (laughs) And then I'm like, no, make sure. Because I have literally stapled these notes to his backpack before because he it will go into a pocket and then it will stay there for literally months. So I have stapled it to his bag. And this this morning, I just or yesterday morning, I just wrote it in the car and gave it to him. I was like, don't forget, make sure to hand it in, hand it in. And so when I. um. And he was like, Ugh. uh, and it just like little things. Like, I was like, okay, are you ready to hop out of the car? Cause, cause when it's time to hop out of the car, there are all these cars behind us and you need to like be on it. And he's like, I am. And then I'm like, okay, are you sure you're ready? Are you all ready? Like, I want you to be ready to just like get out of the car, hop out of the car, <laughs> goodbye. And he's like, I am. And then I'm like, okay, ne- get out of the car. And then, and then proceeded, there was like, a full sixty seconds of scrambling and him freaking out because he couldn't find the thing that he needed. Ugh, things falling oh. and it's just like, why are you? No uh. one listens to me. So anyway, so when I go to pick him up, uh, he's, uh, he, they're like, oh, hey. If you do you have did you give him a note um to leave early? Cause if you did, you don't have to like sign him out. Like you can just stay in your car and he'll come out to you. You don't have to come into the school and like show an ID and wait to talk to this person and all this stuff. Um, because that was like a whole kind of thing, and I was already running late because my husband had couldn't do anything all day, so I had to pick the other kid up from the bus stop, and I was running late and it was it was a mess. So uh So they're like, did you, you know, did you have a note? And I was like, Oh, yeah, I gave him a note. That's great. And he's like, I was like, Rex, you handed in that note. And he was like, No, what note? (laughs) I was like, the note I told you this morning, like several times that you needed to hand in. He's like, I thought that was for an absence. And I was like, no and also even if it was for an absence you still needed to hand it in because i told you to. <laughs> and so then the other two like ladies in the administration office we we're, we're, were all like henpecking him just like well you give a your mom you know you would have saved some time and and i'm like oh jesus like we ended up being like 15 minutes late for this appointment and you know if you show up that late they have every right to be like go fuck yourself make a new appointment. So I didn't want to mess around with that. Um and uh so I got in the car and he he just he never takes responsibility for anything. So he was like, that's not true. We wouldn't be like that didn't take any extra time. It was just so So I was so mad. (laughs) I was barely speaking to him by the time we got to the dentist and I don't know. It's not a fruitful story, but it's true. I just
1: put (laughs) in No, you're and surfing me up some good like middle school churlishness, oh, you know, that yes. surly attitude. That surly attitude.
0: 11 is rough. I mean, they're all kind of rough ages, but 11, it's it's that preteen hormonal sassy.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, and like, uh, you're stupid, mom. <laughs> they, <laughs>
0: They will just t- straight up say ch- crazy shit to you. And you're like, you can't talk to me like that. And they're like, why what? not? I do. And you're what? No. Yeah. You. The tone you says to it all. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ugh, it makes me crazy. Anyway, Amy, why don't you tell us what has broken you?
2: Oh, okay. I will. I Wait, can I – what is he yeah. – what are, are other things they called you? What am I – what's in my future? What are they going to call me? My daughter's, I know what my daughter's going to call me. <laughs> you, you've said it before, right? The C word? The C word. 100%. Yeah. <gasps> I'm going to say, I, I, no, she hasn't. She hasn't. But she will. No, I know she it. She's better
1: not. <laughs> Unless it's been like reclaimed. It's something really great and wonderful.
2: Yeah. Complimentary. Hey, Kat. Listen, woo! <laughs> so I, I have been trying to reintegrate her into our everyday sleep. I say it all the time. And maybe that's why she's going to call me because she's not really going to feel like it.
0: it very freely and in a positive yeah, way.
2: Hey, have a good day, Ken. <laughs>
0: Yes. Uh, Ms. Albert We wanted to talk yes, to you I'm. about um, We saw you mm-hmm. saying goodbye to your daughter The other day when you did drop off And we were yes. a little disturbed By something we saw
2: um, What we- did my little cunt do? Did she do something? Okay, okay You know what? That ex- Never mind Never mind
0: <laughs> Yeah, wh- It's, yeah, for me, it's not so much what he's called me, like names or anything, but it's more just the attitude at the little, it's just like asking them to do anything, reminding him to do anything, bringing up really like just anything is returned,
1: reflected back is like so much attitude. Yeah, oh. it's a bummer. It stresses you out too. It's I think it's just bummer. you have to have this kind of constant low-level stress. But yes, like, it's like, when people treat you politely, it's
2: nice. Yeah, yes,
0: exactly. And you're also teaching like they're kind of crazy in the head at that age because of the because uh. of hormones and all these different yeah. things that are going on in their life. All of a sudden, with friends, and I'm sure like. I know for my 11-year-old, he's going to school and he's hearing all sorts of new swear words and concepts such as masturbation and fellatio. These are all new concepts that he's hearing about at school. And um, and
1: possibly looking up on the internet, possibly to, looking up <laughs> at the, on, on the internet, probably almost certainly looking up on the internet. <laughs> and there's yeah. all those, you know, those rankings that we as parents aren't um, privy to. You know, yeah. like it's when they go through the doors of school, or in my case, home school. You you know you yeah. don't know what's what's you know the. You know, who doesn't like you, who's saying awful things about you, what you were excluded from, what you had to save face in a moment when you were just, like, in total despair, but you had to keep a stiff upper lip. Like, Mm. they're as stressed out as we are by Yeah. That's a good point
0: (laughs) that, like, we only have to deal with the attitude of one of them, but they are surrounded by people who are also (laughs) like them. So it's like this
2: this, pressure
1: cooker of
0: hormones and attitude
1: yeah and i i mean my daughter's 24 but she still says like when i'm like okay i have heard you i've heard you (laughs) she's like well i'm being this way because it's safe to be this way around you i can say this stuff around you and i'm like Mm. yeah but i wish you weren't so (laughs) long i worked on this chicken I'm I'm honored that she will treat me (laughs) shabbily because I can take it, and I love her, and I'm her mother, and she understands that. But
2: I treat you like shit because I love you the most.
1: I know I can. It's safe
0: to treat you like shit. Yeah, that is what they always say. Like, oh, well, they're just mean to you because they know you're safe. Uh, Yeah. uh,
2: oh cool 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 and then they get old enough to share that
1: concept with you
2: yeah awesome (laughs) thank you so much yeah (laughs) tell me something i don't know (laughs) (laughs) the last couple of years have
0: been uh trying so let's do a mental health check-in how are you really and what do you need right now you know what could help better help therapy Therapy doesn't just have to be talking about your feelings or your messed up childhood. Therapy can help you get tools to help with motivation, depression, anxiety, stress, relationships, family stuff, whatever you need. We are all struggling right now and you deserve to start feeling better and be happy. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't even have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. When I tried it out, I was really impressed with how quick and easy it was to connect with a therapist who was right for me. So join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about and see if it's for you because you are your greatest asset. We gotta fill up our own cup before we can fill everyone else's so that there's enough of us to go around this podcast is sponsored by better help and why mommy drinks listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com/drinks again that's betterhelp h e l p.com/drinks
2: so yeah amy what's going on in your oh.
0: neck of the woods
2: well, um, so I've talked about my son before in this show. My son is going to be turning four. He is very, very speech-delayed, and um, and we're getting him evaluated for a bunch of stuff. So he goes to preschool, and, um, you know, my husband and I talk about, like, how it it breaks our heart to walk into his classroom, and all these other three- and four-year-olds are like, hey, it's Charlie's mommy. Hey. And my son, is like, he's getting there, but he's not there and he's like at least a year or more out so that hurts and it makes Mm -hmm. me feel sad and it makes me it of course like my like inner helicopter mom is like how do i protect him from people being dicks yeah his entire life (laughs) like how do i and so yesterday um his school so we're having like parent teacher conferences at preschool and i'm like Mm -hmm. why <laughs> I know what's going on there. We're good. How about I'll just check off this? Like I'm like, what are you talking about? So the so the um the t- his teachers uh cornered my husband and I asked corner, that's not pulled us aside and asked <laughs> they backed <us> into <laughs> no the uh, corner uh, pointed uh, fingers uh, right in your me. face. It was so rude and combative. <laughs> Very upsetting. So um uh, they just asked like if we could have a meeting prior to our meeting. And we know what it's about, you know. But, but so, okay. So, we had this meeting yesterday, and it was 45 minutes, which is, Whoa. wow. that's a long fucking meeting.
0: Yeah, and, they um, usually don't ever want to go like a second over 20 minutes.
2: Yeah, no, they wanted to extend the chat. And um, so... You know, my husband and I are, of course, very, very aware of what's going – we don't know exactly what's going on with my son. We don't right. know. And it's scary. And and look, honestly, whatever is going on, if he's on the spectrum, if he has something else going, we don't – I mean, I don't care. He's my baby. Like, I don't give a shit. We just want right. to know how to help him. And, and we feel like a bunch of – really quick, he's so little,
0: like, he's would you vital. say he's three, almost four? Like, it's Transform. it's still so within the realm of normal to be speech delayed at this point, to be delayed in all sorts of ways. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And you so know, it's my- like it, all of this gosh. could be worry about absolutely nothing. You might look back years from now and be like, oh my god, we were yeah. so. You know what I mean? Like they made us feel so worried, and it was it. It's hard to know.
2: Yeah. It, we do get like, you know, like we spoke to his pediatrician recently and we let her know about his progress. And she was like, wow, great. We were worried she was going to be like, oh, no. that's not. But she was like, that's great. And we were like, yeah. So we felt so much better. And certainly my perception has shifted entirely about, you know, like I think I brought this uh, brought this up before, but like in the past, the way I was raised, if if something is like not going according to what my parents wanted uh they felt like it was their fault or something like it's like somehow i'm i'm taking on the fact that my son is delayed in this way or whatever and and it has nothing to do with me at all it doesn't reflect i mean it has nothing to do with anything um it's just kind of a thing it's just a thing that's happening yeah it's not something you did no and it's so weird like why am i personalizing like it's, it's hard. Not, it's hard because it's a little it. part of you that's out in the world. And
0: so you feel like it, sometimes it's hard to separate yourself from them. And, and yeah, like you said, you want to protect him from assholes.
1: Yeah.
2: And, yeah, and there are other that,
1: parents whose kids aren't speech delayed and are the same age. And they're, like, telling funny stories about what their kid said and how charming it was. And it's, like, it puts
2: it's like, a uh, bad
1: feeling on you. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, and I and – I, you know, I mean, for a while, I was really like, oddly, uh, I would just, I would come into a room with my son and feel like immediately like I had to say, because he's crazy tall. He's as tall as my six-year-old. So he's so it's that too, where we're worried about what people are seeing when and and they don't understand it, they don't know him, uh, you know, whatever. So we're obviously very protective. But if he was um, tiny,
0: it would be you're right. Like people would sort oh. of expect less, but because he's so tall, everyone's like, "Oh, look at this oh. eight year old who showed up. <laughs> why won't well, they speak with me? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Why did? Why can't he form a, a full sentence? Yeah. Um. Exactly. So okay. So this call yesterday. We knew what it was going to be about. We knew. Like, my our kid is the only kid in the classroom that is different than the other kids from what we're observing. He's the only kid that is speech delayed from what we're observing, you know, whatever. And also my kid, the weird thing about him is that, like, you know, there's all these signs that nothing is wrong. It's just the speech stuff. Yeah. But then... I'll start reading up and I'll be like, oh, well, maybe does he do this? Does he get upset about this sound? Does he, eat? like, all these mm-hmm. little things. So <clears throat> my husband and I are very, very, very aware of what is happening with him. We are working so hard to figure it all out. So during this phone call, <clears throat> they're like, let's start with the good stuff, which is, like, oh, good most. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Soften, <laughs> soften me up. Give it to he me. Has,
0: <laughs> he has um, uh, hair on his head.
1: Did you know he's oh, very eye. enthusiastic about snack
2: time? Oh, <laughs> he loves it. He loves it. He he looks he likes bouncing balls and yeah, it's just like very he like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and this preschool too like there's sort of cuz like is like you're like maybe you just stop shitting your pants. Uh I right. don't need to immediately start reading, but yeah <laughs> I mean, but like, they, like their expectations are very high. I feel like for, the, which is great. I mean, I know you want to set them up to, to succeed, but so, okay, wait, I'm, I'm going ahead. So basically they like loaded us up with the good stuff. And then the other teacher came. I was like, good cat, bad cat. The other teacher uh, came on. And by the way, I want to also mention that they are wonderful, that they really love my son. And this is, I'm not, don't want to disparage them at all because they're, they're great. Yeah. Um, it's just like my, so they start, then they're like, okay, let's talk about the stuff he needs to work on. And it's like, okay, you know, obviously, you know, we know the speech stuff, but then they started mentioning stuff like, um, like his, he pull, got to, uh, grabbed a toy out of his friend's hand and ran away and his friend was sad and Charlie didn't show empathy. And I'm like, it's three. Yeah. He's three. He's a fucking, He's. what do you think? He's a sociopath? What do you think? Like, they're like, <laughs> he didn't show enough empathy. And I'm like, what does he, did you want him to perform oh CPR? God. Like, what do you want him to do? No. Do you want him to write a, a song and a, yeah. So like that. What,
0: of all of the things, <clears throat> you have so right. much on your plate with him. Why would they want to even waste the oxygen to say something like that? All three-year-olds are sociopaths. Most All kids are so Yeah. Like, most three-year-olds yeah. wouldn't have empathy. And sorry, but I have three boys, and maybe maybe one of them would have shown some
1: empathy in that moment. Maybe. Right. You know, and if it was just, like, one one incident that they're reporting on, like, <laughs> it's not like he does this five times a day every day, and he does it to a specific kid that everybody picks on whose parents were going through an awful divorce. So I was like, well, he's... While he's in their care, like they have to mediate that, they have to participate in raising him. You know, they're his teachers.
2: Yeah, and I feel, and I'm sort of like, I know, I, I want to say, oh my god, we just said the c word fifty times, and she's like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. When my children were really
1: little, I was passing by an elementary school playground, and I heard a kid screaming, "What the?" Freaking fudge. And I was like, I'm (laughs) stealing that. Um, I love it. That is the sweetest thing in the world, the freaking fudge.
0: I love that. Oh man! Remember um, when we were growing up and movies on TV would replace the swear words instead of just bleeping them out? That was a beautiful age of television, oh, wasn't it? Not? Yeah, that's
1: how I got "Melon Farmer." That's like that's my yeah. It was watching Mellon Jackie farmer. Brown on an airplane, and it was all like that "Melon Farmer" did that, and I'm gonna get that "Melon Farmer" up. <laughs> Know, it's become such a part of my vocabulary that, like, I use it all the time in the zine, and I'm. There must be oh a few God. people who are like, "What does she live on a farm?" What like
2: kind of melons do they farm on our farm? <laughs> Melon
1: oh farmer, please. Yeah. A, it's clean. <laughs> <laughs> it's clean, but the intent is there.
2: Yeah, you can still feel it. That's yeah. awesome.
0: What a cre—what a creative job someone in the 80s had just coming up with yeah. all those fake swears. Mother, father. Mother,
2: <laughs> mother well, father. When I was doing the Sex in the City tour, when I was living in New York, a lot of the people would come on. The tour only seen the TBS version of the show of Sex in the City. And it was so edited. It was like, dun 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 Carrie comes out and says hi. And then it's like credits. Like, like <laughs> they had to cut like everything. Wow. Because they That's were so many. Like wild. Samantha wasn't, wasn't even like a character really on the TBS version. Like no one had seen her. They're like, who's the dirty lady? And then she's gone. Um, <laughs> yeah. Really so so I, I like checked out some of the episodes, the TBS episodes, when my. When my guests would come on the bus and I was like you are not that's why they were like oh because I would swear on the show you know on the, on the bus because it was part of the show and they were like oh no that is not no 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 I didn't I didn't and then Miranda's a lesbian oh no okay no 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 no
1: no no no, no I can't no I can't. Oh, <laughs> times have changed I was on an airplane two days ago and like you know the tv in the back of the um in the back of everybody's seats which I'm like oh this is a great pleasure I'm just gonna watch tv in the daytime uh, and um I <laughs> was I watching I can't even remember what it was but like there was a couple that was like having sex and her, her breasts were exposed and they're like this might be sensitive content and I'm like yeah like like if there was a little kid but I'm also like I don't feel really comfortable sitting next to this couple who's holding hands and this like other couple on the back of the seat are fucking each other where we all can see together and I'm like I gotta hand them their diet coke because the flight <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's here's your drink. Your nuts, no mats. Yeah, yeah, I am to those little voting booths you know, so so can't see
1: what I'm watching. <laughs> totally.
0: That is always <laughs> It is good to remember that. I do think a lot of times they they make the screens so that you kind of can't see what other people are watching. It just oh, seems well, that would be like a relief.
2: Really <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, think. maybe you're right. Like it's angled in a funny way. Yeah, maybe. or just yeah. like <laughs>
1: wanted to watch Sons of Anarchy, but then I was afraid like somebody's gonna get their like nose bitten off in front of this couple. <laughs>
2: and they're gonna be like, "Let's turn on more sex so we <laughs> calm down." Get <laughs> the machine
1: guns you know, everyone
2: shield
0: this adult couple from your your horrible shows. <laughs>
2: It wasn't it's a so child. Just,
0: they're in love. I don't want to – let's save them.
2: I <laughs> this is their honeymoon. No yeah. one wants to yeah. see someone die on their honeymoon.
1: Right. right. Oh, man. It was, we just didn't have the contract. We hadn't entered the theater together. We had entered the plane together.
2: Right. There. Yeah. Fair, Fair.
1: Enough.
2: Fair. Yeah. Fair enough. So go, go
0: on, Amy. Where we last, oh, left our hero. Yeah, we really pulled just
2: sideways. Oh, no, no, that's the uh, – I love that.' Was, uh, keep going on these side tangents. So I um, so the conversation was them talking around um, them thinking something else is going on because they're observing my son, and th- so these were the examples. So during um, circle time, you know, Charlie, like he doesn't he doesn't always want to join, and I'm like, and. Does he tell, does he scream fuck off and then run away? Like, what do you, so, uh, yeah, no, he just doesn't, you know. And sometimes, like, when we're leaving the big playground to come back in, he gets really upset. And I'm like. Oh, my God. No. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So, and I'm. And these uh, people uh, work with you, children. I don't, I know. And it did not, it hurt. So, I'm hearing all these these examples of, like, how my son isn't behaving according to what is like a, a checklist for them or whatever and you know the whole time I'm going you don't know my fucking kid as well as I know my fucking kid um Charlie is so fucking smart and so funny and such a weird person like he's such a (laughs) hilarious smart kid and I know him so well and I'm going like I'm going like you don't he doesn't he's bored (laughs) he doesn't want to do this stuff he's actually like he's actually like pretty um advanced in like some weird ways like like, he, like, um, you know, is very, is really good at the alphabet and numbers and, and, like, building stuff. Like, he just wants to do other shit. He's yeah. bored. Yeah. And he does it in speech therapy where he's, like, they'll be, like, oh, what are we doing? Flying. And he's, like, flying. And then he'll just, like, flying. Like, he just wants to get the fuck out of there. Like, he's just, like, I already said it. Like, he gets really irritated. And I don't blame yeah. him because people are on him all the time. So yeah. they said, like, uh, another thing I said was, like, oh, like, sometimes um, he just wants to go in the book nook and, you know, just read. And I'm, like, what a dick. Wow, what a dick. Just mm. looking at books quietly. <laughs> Monster. On the floor. Yeah, what a piece <laughs> of garbage. Everything. So like-
0: they, these are all normal sounding things that are not worth talking about to you. I,
2: I agree. And so the uh, and these right these are all things that I'm like like not every kid is the fucking same. My daughter didn't didn't follow directions there either, and no one said. uh, My daughter was like, Mm. and I would always hear, "Your daughter, she really marches to the beat of her own drum." And I'm like, "You mean she has her own brain and uses it?" Oh, God forbid! And I think sometimes they're rougher
1: on boys, like Mm -hmm. you know, it's not as.
2: Mm-hmm. Right, like they're trying to like soften them early, so they like don't yeah. grow into monsters, kind of, kind of a thing, yeah. I guess. But my, uh, so I, with, I to all just stuff with,
0: and- with boys, they like expect they expect them to act like girls, and they just they don't act like girls, and then they're like, no.
2: "Why don't they sit down and
0: listen when I told them to do a thing?" And it's like. Because they fucking don't, because they're little boys. Like, I mean, again, yeah. I say this all the time. I truly do believe that gender is a social contract construct, but I also do see a lot of general differences between little boys and little girls, you know, and it's not always true, but... um A
1: lot of little little baby animals there, too. They're like,
2: they're (laughs) going to gravitate towards who
1: they want to gravitate to and play in the way they want to play. And, you know, it can be fluid later or, you know, there'll be a couple of outliers. But there's going to be definitely in a group of 10 little people who were born with penises, seven of them are going to be clobbering each other with plastic dinosaurs and knocking each other off of the swing set. Beautifully Absolutely. put that's fun. yeah. That
2: was very well put. Yes, oh, that's you. very clear. Um, yeah, I I yeah, I'm just like he's a little boy and he's not exactly what you expect him to be, and not every kid is the same. Like I'm saying these things to myself, but still hearing hearing someone else who cares for him misunderstand him Mm, hurts, hurts me. It's very painful. And I feel, I feel helpless. And the, so the the whole, the culmination was that they wanted basically to be like, without saying it, like, you're wondering if like, maybe you've looked into any other evaluations for him. (sighs) Mm. So, uh, and then I said, 'Cause I'm sick of this bullshit. Like, don't talk around it. And I said, Yeah. Ladies, can I just be blunt? Are you do you think something's wrong? Is that what you're trying to tell me? And they both went, Oh no, we again we went like this, like that kind of life. Holy <laughs> we, shit. We're not, no, we're not, no, we're not we're <sighs> not professionals. We're not <laughs> we're just, and I was like, uh-huh. Um well so so you have all these things that you're pointing out that you think are wrong, not wrong or different. And you're even though to us like we know this kid and we know that like it's really not that fucking weird. Um, you are making it feel us feel like uh, either like they feel like we're not doing enough or like they're or they're covering their ass and being like we've noticed these things, uh, and they're trying to see if we noticed it too. Um, which of course we did. So it was it it hurt us because he's being underestimated. And because he has this this very obvious thing is that he can't talk like the other kids, and because he's like a fucking a grown man in height. Like he just like looks really big. Mm. And um and so People are like underestimate. Same thing happened with my daughter with those fucking Dibbles tests, those bullshit Dibbles tests. You know, oh, when it's like a Dibbles it's, test. It's a timed test they do in California where like they try to see what kids their, their skills are. It's like a check in every quarter or whatever. And my daughter, when she sees a ticker going off, she panics. Yeah, she panics. She's like, I can't. <gasps> and so the Dibbles came back. It was like needs extra support. And the same day that her report card came in when it's like, she's excellent, excellent, excellent. So it's just like, it's just bullshit. And it's like, kids are so, are just, they're packaged in a way. We're we're expected our kid to come out and do all this shit that everyone else wants them to do. Right. And they're their own person. And like, you know, I'm watching my children turn into like really fucking cool weirdos. And like, that's all I – I just want them to be happy. And I yeah. feel like the system is trying to make them not happy. <laughs> yeah, or the
1: messaging to you is so, like, like you know, this is wrong. really critical. And this is, like, you really need to be on that. I, yeah. I had a friend who was 92 when I was, like, in my 40s. And India was in middle school. And Milo was probably a little behind. And I was upset about something to do with the kids. You know, some something had happened. And she was like, oh, you know it's all gonna work out. They're great. And I was like, I really needed that 92 year old in my life to have that perspective and just kind of have this kindness of like, you're doing great. They're great. It's gonna be fine. You know, and except under extremely critical emergency situations, you know, like, illness and accidents, like, she's right. Yeah, (laughs) it'll be fine. Everybody will be fine. Everybody's gonna grow up and they're gonna have their own life and there will be sadness and bad times in it. But they are gonna be great. Yeah, kid's gonna talk as much as he's gonna talk. And you know, it'll probably be a whole lot more than he's talking now at some point. Yeah, at some point.
2: And and I Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And like, those are the things that we tell ourselves. And it's like, they're going off a checklist. And it's like, you're with my son all fucking day. You see how cool and weird he is. You see, like, how friendly he is. How And then he can also play him by himself. You see all these things. So why are my husband and I being singled out to be told, like, oh, but there's these other things that don't. We're not checking those off. And that's not exactly what your kid should be. And so I'm trying to, like, it's, I don't know. Like, I'm his biggest fan, his biggest advocate, my husband and I. And it's like, how do I advocate for you guys to shut the fuck up uh, <laughs> can I for that.
1: I think that's a TV show we'd all like
2: to see. <laughs> yeah. So it's just been like, you know, it's like, how do you not how how can you possibly put this kid in a box um and you know yeah so it's been that has been that whole thing where you're like i i'm i'm okay with what's going on because i know what's going on with him Uh, in the sense that like i know how what he's growing and developing and yeah you know but you have perspective that they seem to be
1: lacking
0: in this moment
1: Yeah, maybe professionally they just need to um, refine their manner a little and when they're talking to parents. Like, you know, if you've ever been in a situation in a hospital with your kid, like some nurses just have a lot of milk of human kindness as they are delivering some kind of tricky news and it always makes you feel better, you know? Like,
2: definitely. That's good medicine. (laughs) Soften the blow. The way they, they, at the end, when they were like, maybe you should get more evaluations, they said it so fast. And I was like, Come on, like, I don't
0: know. So was it almost like like they went to the store to buy condoms and they were like, oh, here's a Cadbury egg and I needed to get these socks and also I need to get these condoms. Like, was it kind (laughs) of like,
2: (laughs) like, were they, do you think they were padding it a little bit? Absolutely. That's why they said, oh, we're going to start with the good stuff. Now we're going to start right. with the stuff he needs to work on. So like, it was, and this uh, is like in a handbook uh, that they're, you know. And I get it; like it's a lot of like, damn, our parents uh, yeah they're crazy. I mean, it's a lot. I get it. Okay, um, so I see
0: now a big part of it is like they're they're underestimating you and your husband, and thinking that you're not noticing what's going on, and
2: it, they. I guess.
0: Yeah. there's something uh, about when people think I'm a fucking idiot that enrages mm. me, and
2: yeah, yeah. Like you think I'm like you see how our son, you see us with our son, you see how much we love our son. Do you think we are just fucking ignoring all these things? We're like, what did he say? Right. Who cares? Let's, you know, like what do you mean? Like, of course I know something's up. So I don't. So that's why I'm I'm trying to think like, okay, maybe it was just like they just wanted to. Uh, it's like a legal thing. Like they don't so they I don't know like they were like we want to make sure you know and I guess I mean I'm trying to trying to frame it like that because otherwise I am kind of like fuck off like yeah like uh, he's not a difficult kid he's a great fucking kid he Mm -hmm. doesn't throw tantrums he doesn't like he's a great kid so, yeah, and even
1: the difficult kids are great kids all too. Fucking you know, know like all, the teacher totally. needs to learn how to speak yeah. to parents of like I know is the most precious person to you.
2: Yeah. And I have yeah. one concern. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And you know, Nick and I all we want to do is find is figure out how best yeah. to support him? That's all we want. But the talking around it and not ever fucking saying the words that you really want to say, or telling yeah. us what you think is going on for legal issue reasons or whatever. It's just it's infuriating. And it's like, yeah. how, how are we supposed to fucking how, how are we supposed to appease you so you think that we're that we're on top of it when you don't yeah. have any information to fucking give us? So we're doing all the information and we're, we're doing all the research and trying to get all the information, and there's not a ton. Because it's, it's, it's we, don't, we don't can't diagnose him with anything. He's too yeah. little, and time will tell. Time will tell. And you know, of course, I have all of you know my my parents, his parents, um, being like he's you know, he's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. Just, oh, good. Go That's great. But yeah. I did not <laughs> think that it could how be that the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah,
0: I thought they were going <laughs> to be like on your jock about it.
2: Yeah, they well. So <laughs> my daughter didn't start talking to later either and my mom goes oh I have to tell you your brother and I were really worried but like they didn't say anything to me and good. so now my, now my son is like this and my mom is like oh he's I mean like he is like much more behind than she was but he's she's like oh he'll be fine you can probably take him out of speech therapy and I'm like yeah. okay, well. second baby <laughs> <laughs> yeah. second baby yeah alright yeah. well good at least some people know when to shut the fuck up which is yeah <laughs> I'm gonna be their advocate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How can I advocate for you to shut the fuck up? What what a delight. I'm gonna put that in my pocket and just take it out on a rainy day.
1: I'll make a t-shirt, you know. Yeah. T-shirt. <laughs> that could be that
2: could be some merch for the show. My oh, mommy drinks? I'm advocating for the fuck up. I have an IEP
0: plan for you to shut the fuck
2: up. <laughs>
1: yeah
0: miss halliday i would love for you to tell us a story of a time that your your children are broken you
1: sure yeah you know i mean i think this wasn't so much my children as just it's i love everything about new york city um except the uh public school admissions process for middle <sighs> schoolers and yeah. high schoolers oh. and i like even i'm on the far side of it now like miraculously they both got in, they got into college they're on the other <laughs> side but it's like i get so stressed out thinking i think i have ptsd like that week when people receive their acceptance letters and yeah. you know it's like it's so <gasps> oh. i should set it up the way it works is like yeah. when you're in elementary school, public elementary school in New York City, you're in a zone. And it's just like, you live in this zone, your kid goes to this school. Mm -hmm. You can, if you're unhappy with it, you can petition to maybe go to a different school. And, you know, maybe you have a good reason, like, well, you know, I work right next door to this school, or, you know, we moved half a block away, and brother and sister went to this school. So I'd like little brother to go there, too. You know, sometimes you're able to be accommodated, and sometimes not. But... but it's pretty clear, you live here, you go there. Mm. And uh, Greg and I are very, very disorganized in terms of anything (laughs) having to do with the future. So we just kind of (laughs) stumbled into like moving out of our 340 square foot in the East Village when I was pregnant with our second child. And we just moved into an apartment apartment it was great and we had no idea like oh there's a school across the street no idea of like is it a good school and is it a shitty school our child's only three who cares yeah at five you start caring we were lucky it was a great giant new york city public school that really felt like sesame street like you had a real economic mix a real racial mix some very involved parents some wonderful teachers and also nice. it was right across the street. So, like, people are like, how come you're always the last person to arrive and you're still wearing your pajamas? I saw you coming out of your front door. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, for us, elementary school was easy and lucky. Yeah. And I just was kind of thinking, like, and that's how it'll be at every other step of the game. Right. But, um, dun dun dun. dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and then. Uh, In sixth grade, you leave your little happy uh, public elementary school and you go to middle school. So you apply in fifth grade to begin sixth grade in middle school, at which point you're no longer in a zone. You're in a district and the districts are huge and have lots of schools in them. Ah. So like, you know, we lived kind of fairly close to the lower tip of Manhattan, but our daughter could have gone to school in Coney Island. She could have gone to school in Sunset what? Park. All you know, these and some yeah. do. Some kids, like you know, New York City kids are taking the subway very great distances to go to the school that they were lucky to get into, or in some cases unlucky to get into. Um you are supposed to run around and look at all the schools with the kid, you know, and this is like, you know, well, are you a working parent? Okay. okay I can't get off school during school out or can't get yeah. off of work during school hours. So like I looked at one school and I was like, I, I'm not seeing it. Like this school seems really bad to me. Like this, this is not a good school. And then I had a friend, a parent of one of uh, India's elementary school classmates who's like, well, I really liked that school. And, you know, usually I'd be like, yeah, cool. Great. <laughs> yeah, I see. I, but with him, I was like, well, tell me, what did I miss? What what did you like about it? And he's going on about like their values and what they teach and, you know, what they do together. And then I was like, well, when when did you go on the tour? And he went on a 6.30 p.m. tour. So he didn't see any of the kids in school, oh. which I had seen because I went, you know, on the lunchtime tour sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. So, and you're seeing 5 million schools and it's like they start to just blend together. And it's always a bunch of parents and a few miserable kids crammed into a lunchroom that's overheated. Uh. And there's somebody's got a toddler who's ready to explode. And (laughs) um, (laughs) you just can't like, you can't keep track of them. The principal's always going to be 20 minutes late and like, oh, I'm sorry, everybody. We were doing something with our awesome gymnastics. Drill team. (laughs) "Mm." (laughs) um, So that's how it works here. And then you have to they make you put down six choices in ranked order. And you're always going to have some, you know, full of themselves principal who's like, don't even think about putting us second. You will not get in, you know, or like if your child's score is less than 92, do not even think about putting us because it's just you're wasting a slot.
2: So, Whoa, right.
0: Like because at the every- end of the day, it's New York City. And so it still has that New York City intensity and sort of competitiveness. Oh, God. Oh,
1: yeah. And everybody's heart's going like a hummingbird, you know, and everybody's got yeah. some angle they're going to try to work. I mean, no wonder I was so obsessed with the college admission scandal because yes. it was like, well, thank <laughs> God my kids got into college. So, thank God I didn't like hire somebody to take a test for them for half of my annual income. Um, <laughs>
0: Um, well, and I think every parents all over the place feel this, but
1: I feel like in New York
0: City it is especially like this. That like it's like where they go to preschool changes where they go to elementary school, and then where they go to like, and it's all just like these dominoes, and like, and they have to be successful and get into good college. And if we don't send them to the right preschool, then none of that other stuff happens. Like it.
1: That's it's, right, and we're all hanging yeah. out in the playground together because our apartments are so small. So yeah. no, there's always yeah. going to be somebody who's like, "Well, you know, what did they say about so and so's essay that they had to write?" Right. Like some of these schools are like, you show up and you have to do an audition, or you work on a project collaboratively while you know people are circling, the teachers are circling Holy with clipboards, a
0: oh. you know. So you're uh, competing I wish, to get into these oh, yeah. middle schools?
1: You're competing to get into it. And, and that's the terrible thing is like then all the letters come out and everybody finds out what school oh. they got into. And some kids don't even get any school. They like didn't even get choice number six. But what? I think for most kids and most parents, um, it's, you know, their preferred choice is going to be number one, number two maybe number three. And then of course, there are some kids like whose parents don't participate at all. And like we went to school with those kids too in elementary school. Yeah. And you know, you really got your fingers crossed for those kids that they're going to get into a school that they're going to enjoy where they're going to be supported, they're going to feel inspired and comfortable. But I don't know if you guys have heard of the podcast Nice White Parents. I think that's Mm -hmm. what it's called. Yeah. So it it was a big deal. And it was all took place in the neighborhood neighborhood that we used to live in mercifully after we left and after we had gone through this process so you know i was kind of having a a little bit of a knee-jerk response to the fact that nice white parents is hosted by a white parent who has not really been through the process yet what is nice white parents so it's about the you know parents that are gonna go in and take over a um New York City public school, perhaps in need of some improvement in their eyes. And then they, I I mean, sociologically, it's really interesting, because it's like, well, who makes the decisions of what the culture of this school is going to be? So it's like, they're like, we're gonna, we're all going to study French, and that's going to be great. And the children are going to (laughs) be immersed in French. And there are some other parents who perhaps have been associated with the school a lot longer, and the neighborhood a lot longer, Are like, well, actually, you know, what is going to Be given the heave ho so that the French immersion can come in. Oh, so is this like a
0: documentary, nonfiction podcast? Yes. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Well, that sounds yeah. fascinating. Okay.
0: It's, yeah, yeah but it definitely
1: fun. tapped into the feelings again of like, oh my god, I'm going to lose my mind because I'm <gasps> re-experiencing the stress of the application process. So then, yeah, yeah, then the letters come out, and because social media exists, yeah. you're going to have some people who are like, you know, Johnny won the trifecta. He was offered a spot at this school and then this other school, which is part of the independent collaborative schools or whatever so that's kind of a freebie that you can put on your application and maybe they'll get in there too and it's even worse in high school but then it's like you just know that there are some people who are sitting there with a knife in their heart and a Ugh. sobbing child and oh, it's God. like hey awesome johnny won the trifecta like and also hate you <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. And you start, I
1: mean, you just start getting bananas. Like, I I fell in love with this school that it was India ended up going there. And um, I think we maybe hit it at a bad patch, you know? Uh It was chaos. Yeah. And it was like, was it the Blue Man Group? school no i <laughs> actually a friend of mine used to be the principal at the blue man group school <laughs> that was after our time i think it's a nursery school you might want to send your son there amy
2: <laughs> um, uh, dear
0: listener a friend at home the blue man group which is a, uh, a a show and an artistic collective i guess you might say kind of yeah a, thea- yeah. a theater collective uh it- They created a school in lower Manhattan. uh, I'm sure, Anne, you have. There's a lot of drumming, I think. <laughs> but it turned out that these kids were getting to like fifth grade and they didn't know how to read and stuff like that. Oh, but they, you know. So many oh, yeah, yeah,
1: skills. Yeah. skills. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah. They could like, spin, spit paintballs onto a <laughs> canvas. Yeah, but listen, uh,
1: I'm the queen of that because it's like, so my daughter is three years older than our son, and we found out in eighth grade at this school that she had attended since sixth grade which you know it was like I I wrote an issue of the zine number 37 about um, going through the process and that's like the stupidest thing to do is like write about the process while it's going on before you know how it turned out (laughs) like I'm so clearly thinking I found the one I found the wonderful place that's going to you know like you said Amy it's going to see my child for how I see my child and recognize all the wonderful weird weird quirks and nurture them up to what they should be. And they're going to be part of a community and this wonderful culture. And I just like, I drank that Kool-Aid and asked for more, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and, th- and then, you know, the kids like, oh, well, I want to go back to my real school. She was so sick of going on tours, and I don't blame her. And I had forgotten, actually, until I was just rereading the zine that she was like kind of surly about the process. You know, mm. she wanted to stay and do whatever was going on in school that day, not go on some tour and hear the same thing she'd heard everywhere.
2: See a yeah, so PowerPoint.
1: Yeah, but I'm sort of starting to subtly put my thumb on the the scale of like, hey, that school's kind of cool, right? They always had a daily assembly, and at the beginning of the assembly, they played Vanilla Ice's theme song ice ice baby yeah. and there's a reason that they did that but I probably shouldn't say what it was but I came out and I was like whoa that's hilarious and so funny what a great attitude I think it's great <laughs> And then she gets into the school, I go to the first PTA meeting, the president of the PTA turns to me and says, I hear you're a writer and very funny. And I start kind of grooming myself like waiting to get the yummies that like, where is it? going to be that like, and my best friend just read your book and just howled. She's like, we need somebody to cover the PTA or not the PTA. We need somebody to cover the daily auditorium meetings and sum them up for the parents and put them in for a newsletter. We need a volunteer to do that. And I was like, okay, I'll do that. So-
2: You did. You're so good. You're so good.
1: Well, I was like, you know, got to be part of the team. And like, you know, my philosophy of children going to school has always been, it's not just about my child. It's about all the children in the classroom. So like, I get my time to talk about my child, but it's like the entire class can't grind to a halt to accommodate what my child needs. Like, I'll expect some of that. But I- I have to remember that there is 15 or in New York City, maybe 25 other kids in the classroom. But so, you know, I was like, I'm I'm going to participate. And I wanted to get to know the kids. You know, I'd known all the kids in elementary school. I was like, this will be a way to, you know, see who her classmates are and who her friends are. And instead, what I saw was absolute chaos at these meetings in the auditorium. I mean, the sixth graders were just like little shrunken, hiding creatures, because the <laughs> the tenth, eleventh, and twelfth graders were just like, "Fuck this bullshit!" Oh, no. <laughs> throwing things, and oh, like, no. oh man, no. it, it was like a roar. Like you couldn't even hear what the teachers would get up to make announcements and fucking. Like, right. Yeah, and then I would have to summarize it and make it be kind of positive because I couldn't (gasps) be like, you know what? The 10th, 11th, and 12th graders are acting like fucking animals. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, exactly. I would sell the bill of goods here, but I'm still trying to make it seem nice for my kids. Right. And and I I should say now, like for any New Yorker who has guessed what this school is, there was one teacher. I think he was the science teacher. And he was the one person who'd get up and be like, I'm not going to talk until you all have stopped talking because you're being very rude. You were very rude when the previous speaker was on. I'm. I'm ashamed that this is how our community is acting. So he's the principal now, and I think it's got to be a lot better than yeah. when we were there.
2: <sighs>
1: but we found out in eighth grade that she had had a really, really bad experience, and everybody's like, oh, well, girls are so mean to each other then. I was like, you don't need to tell me that. I lived through that myself. This yeah. is something yeah. different. And like, you know, this child who's always liked school and liked people and liked learning is crying herself to school, sleep every night and saying, please don't make me go. Oh, and no. I was like, okay, let me, you know, let me... Get reach out to all the people who were so happy to have me writing the newsletter. And when they needed a donation of like tape, you know, we brought all the tape and they were so appreciative and like, thank you for the tape. And then I'm like, my kid's crying herself to sleep and it seems to not have friends and not want to go to school. Can you Can you give me some insights or help or, you know, can we talk about this? Total crickets. Absolutely. I did not hear from a single fucking person at that school.
2: That makes me so mad. Yeah. And then
1: finally, like a month later, the English teacher was like, well, I think my observation is your daughter's probably going to really love being in college. Like, you know, (laughs) she's mature in a way that perhaps like she likes to be around the boys. She, you know, she's like her friends are the boys. Mostly I was like, that was totally true in elementary school. He's like, yeah, the boys at this age are not as emotionally mature. And like, there's a lot riding for it on the boy that it's like, if they like this girl and this girl's decided she doesn't want anything to do with your daughter, there's a risk there for that boy. So yeah, like at the graduation she didn't want to stay she didn't even want to go you know wow. and i like it was like oh amy when you say about like oh it's just like a knife in my heart hearing mm-hmm. you know when the other kids are chatting away and like you know yeah. their so language advanced and your child is behind that like for me at that graduation in this oh my god in cooper union where Abraham Lincoln had stood in that building and made a speech, you know. I should be like, this should be a great moment of joy. All the kids are like having flowers and hugging each other and signing their yearbooks. And India's like, Let's get out of here. Yeah. Like I actually had tears streaming down my face. Yeah. The thing. I was like, I think my wig is gonna slip off here a little bit. <laughs> and yeah. I hate everyone. <laughs> I want to leave, but I want to save my child. But also yeah. we had made no um no plans as to what would happen to our son and what uh, middle school he would go to. I had just assumed he'll follow her into this one and this school goes up through 12th grade. Perfect. My work is done. I don't have to apply for high school or middle school. And so at the last minute I was doing a scramble. And uh, we, yeah, and as a result, we ended up homeschooling him through 12th grade and wow. gave him the double dip year in eighth grade because he was uh, so small for his age and a little roly-poly and all his friends looked like men. So I was like, oh, just in case he does go to high school, let's give him a little extra year to catch up. But, you know, yeah. I, really, I mean, it was great. It was great and it was awful. And, you know. <laughs> <I loved it. laughs>
0: I love that you are glossing over the fact that you homeschooled your son. Like that, to me, uh, oh, my God. The the idea of homeschooling sounds so hard. Well, that's the thing where I was like,
1: "Mm, if I wasn't in New York City, no fucking way. But like there's all these museums here and Uh. all these theaters and things. So as a result, like he kind of got the great museum and theater education. And like when it came time to take SATs, I was like – I personally don't remember what a sine or a cosine is or what they do or any of that. I'm not yeah. sure I can even graph a parabola. Is that something that might have to happen? Like, <laughs> yeah. what's the math and science? And um, so it's a good thing he's studying comedy. <laughs> yeah.
2: oh, I, I, during the pandemic, we had some friends who were like, oh, I'm just going to homeschool them. But I I can tell you that my kids, if they went to my homeschool, it would be the Blue Man Group school. They wouldn't know anything. They would be like, I, I mean, they yeah, would I would be talking about, about a child school, there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, wait, what did you say? Yes, you're talking about my child like he was he, he didn't go to the blue school but he definitely oh, yeah. like yeah but Woo. I mean you know for him I think it was great and his middle school experience was really different than Anthea's because after the first you know a uh, couple of months and I'm like okay he can travel in a pack on the subway with these kids that came in from all over there were kids coming in from White Plains from Yonkers Wow. So, you know and they would take improv classes and then they'd go to the pizza restaurant next door at one o'clock and you know the guys knew they weren't true That they were homeschools, they were awful. They were the rowdiest, loudest. And I was like, how wonderful for them that they could do that, you know? And when I look back at my own schooling, like I went to a pretty rigorous school and, you know, could breeze through a 40 page term paper with no problem as a freshman in college because it had been drilled into me in high school. But, you know, I was like, what I remember about that school it was positive interactions with friends and hanging out in the art room and doing the plays and the things that I liked to do. And that made me who I am along with the adversity of being totally outcast in middle school. But, you know, it was like the positive things are the things I recall fondly. And I was like for a while there homeschooling, it was all, all positive things. (laughs) Once I realized, you know what, when you commit to this, it's not like you are going to relearn how to do all the things that you never learned how to do because you weren't paying attention in school. You're like you're not going to be excelling at every single thing. Right, um, you just have to accept the bargain that. There's You're going to be letting your child down educationally in certain ways. And you're not a teacher. I mean, you know, as much as we were bitching about how the teachers handled Amy's son's conference, like what teachers do is hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, all, the, all the things that they do that as a parent who's not a teacher – except like kind of like, hey, I'm the fun camp counselor and we'll call it a class and I'll take your money, homeschoolers. So that, yeah. Like you get an hour away from your kids while they do improv with me or like learn how to make comic books in a very non-professional way. Uh, but you know, I like to, what teachers do is, is really hard and have a lot of training to be teachers and I have none of that. So it was just kind of like the blind man groping on an elephant and trying to describe like Has this long tube in the front? (laughs) (laughs) I'm feeling something. (laughs) The elephant doesn't seem to like it when I (laughs) tug.
2: Oh my god! Yeah,
1: but and we're really bonded as a result of it. I think you know it wasn't all great, um, but like I have happy memories of when we first started sitting next to each other on the couch for like three hours every morning and just like, okay, what we started studying the Civil War. And I was like, I hated history when I was a kid, but I did like the Civil War. It was when Roots came on. It was when uh, the autobiography of (laughs) Miss Jane Pittman was on TV. And it was like, I was really captured by the plight of the enslaved people. It was like a narrative that I could understand. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was what I remembered most fondly from history as an elementary and middle schooler was those kind of things rather than this general fought this battle on this ground and that many troops did this so I was just the human story of it was more evocative than the yeah yeah unfortunately in part I mean the age of the Internet, it's been great that it was like, well, like PBS has this whole resource for teachers and educators that they can look at with Ken Burns's documentary. So we can click on that and then it can be like, okay, well, let's get the eyewitness to history thing and click on that and just talk about it. That was really great. That was a really good part of homeschooling. Was was
0: India, did she feel weird about the fact that she had had, sorry, there's a trash truck outside my house being very (laughs) loud. Truck
1: outside. Right. <laughs>
0: oh, there's definitely one here. I got two uh, trash trucks. <laughs> ding ding. <laughs> um, <laughs> did That's your daughter feel any sort of way because she had to muck through all of that and
1: Milo didn't? Mm, yeah, she had yeah. a lot of feelings about it, but it was also, I mean, she, uh, she would have been a junior in high school when we started. And I was like, I think it's going to be a little harder, you know, to find your people and not too many people. I mean, I've met some amazing teenagers who started homeschooling. There was this one boy who just kind of zooped in for his senior year and everybody loved him. And it was, you know, it was a nice thing with homeschooling that it was like... It, it was the kids who liked to do theater who found each other, and I was able to relate to them pretty easily. Yeah, And it was a mix of boys and girls, and now, you know, has morphed into a bunch of girls and boys and kids Mm -hmm. who are non-binary and different ages and they just kind of ran around in this big scrum which I really liked. But yeah, we said to India, like you can do it if you want, but this is your junior year. And you know, she went to the fame school, the, you know, (gasps) which I got plenty of things I can say about that. (laughs)
2: School. <laughs> I'm gonna leave. I love. I that was my dream to go there when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. me too. Growing up in Indiana, seeing that movie, and then oh. it's like, mm, it's not quite like the movie, is it? Uh, <laughs> I, bet. I bet. Yeah. Especially when Principal Mars took over for a couple of years, we got screwed. <laughs> oh, um, I know. Oh, I can be like, i sort of Mars. Smart. Oh my God! I <laughs> hope it was Principal no. Bruno Mars. Oh my gosh! I better not That's say your first name, but. It was not a happy time. And there are some New York Times stories about it, if you can Google. Oh wow. shit. Uh-oh. Um, it's <laughs> all, it's uh oh. It's all and- in past until somebody asks me about it. And then it's like bad fairy at Sleeping Beauty's Christening is happy to spill all the things. All and the things.
0: Where yes. can people find you? Where can they see your work? Uh anything you'd like oh. to promote?
1: Well, sure. I have a um, new book that should be coming out any day now called Creative Not Famous, The Small Potato Manifesto. And it's predicated on the fact that probably 99.9% of all artists and creative people will never be rich or famous. And that includes most of the people who made most of the art inside the Metropolitan Museum of Art and Mm -hmm. other places like that. Um, So that's kind of, yeah, just <laughs> to, you know, a little google it on that uh, my name is spelled funny a is in alpha y is in yankee u is in uniform n is in november holiday.com <laughs> and then, yeah or look up the east village inky maybe you can find me there
0: yeah for anyone who doesn't know who hasn't heard of east village inky can you tell everyone what it's about
1: Yes, it is a handwritten, hand-illustrated, quarter-sized zine that I started in 1998 because I was going a little bit nuts uh, not being able to do the long-running late-night show that had been so much a part of my identity. It just wasn't working with a one-year-old anymore. So I started making a zine. And yeah, it's just uh, autobiographical. Hopefully it's funny. It's illustrated. (laughs) used to be about the kids quite a bit not so much now <laughs> you you
0: sent me some and uh first of all thank you uh, what oh, a my pleasure. F- what a damn delight uh but one of the things that uh you you wrote in one of them that was so uh <laughs> it really like hit me uh it was something like uh for those for those of you who ask how i do this It was something like, I have to do this or I will like cease to exist as a creative human or something. It it, it was such like a, I can't put it the way that you put it, but it was so gorgeous and I so related to it when you're a creative person who needs to express themselves and then this tidal wave of parenthood kind of washes over you and you cease to exist it, it you need that creative outlet you need to do whatever you can to to get that uh no matter what out of you and uh <laughs> Anyway, I, I just uh, – Thank you. <laughs> through the ages, uh, the Aeon Holiday who who wrote that really spoke to me. Oh,
1: um, thank you. Well, yeah, and it's – I mean, with your podcast too, you'll look back at every episode and you're like, oh, man, I have a record of that time when just the constant peeing at night. Aren't we glad that time is over? Yeah. <laughs> but remember, you, you know, you'll have forgotten, perhaps, ordering those expensive um, reusable briefs. But then when you go back and listen to the podcast with your son, you know, who's in his 20s, <laughs> he'll be like, why did you? People heard this? <laughs> you'll yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> be glad you documented it. I <laughs> yeah. that she captured. <laughs>
0: Uh, Miss Amy Albert, oh, anything you'd like to promote? Um,
2: nope. <laughs> um, no, I, no, I'm on Instagram at amy albert Cobb. Um, uh, if you if you follow me, you can see um, a weird uh, text exchange I had with a person who called me a, a milf, and he didn't know who I was. It was actually very flattering. He <laughs> doesn't know that you like <laughs> to be called
1: cunt. <laughs>
2: Yes. Hey, <laughs> oh, coming in with the left hook. <laughs> they so <laughs> delightful. <laughs> Oh yeah
0: I watched that I I watched that I I read that exchange On your Instagram And it was very silly And funny And confusing And I loved
1: it (laughs) Uh, Well if you enjoyed
0: The live show That Ms. Amy Albert And I did We have a new Another live show uh, Why Mommy Drinks uh, Live on Zoom Coming up on March 19th Which is a Saturday At 4pm Pacific Please get your tickets Um, You can Uh Check out our social media and uh, for more information there. But it's going to be super fun. And uh, we're going to have our listeners uh, tell their own parenting shit shows. So I hope you all get tickets and come and tell your stories. If you like Why Mommy Drinks and you want to support the show, please go to Apple Podcasts, rate us five stars, and leave us a glowing review. Check out our sponsors and the Why Mommy Drinks Patreon. Follow and like Why Mommy Drinks on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Join our Facebook group. Also, I want to hear what broke you. So email me your shit shows or leave a message on our hotline. Uh, call me with your shit show. Four two four two seven nine eight
1: eight four. Uh, call me with your shit show. 424279884. Uh, call
2: me with your
1: shit show. Four two
2: four two seven nine eight eight four two.
0: And all of this information is in the written description of this episode. Ah, <sighs> and thank you so much for coming on this show. Thank you
1: for having me. It's been fun to sit here talking about kids.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you are doing such a great job. You are an amazing uh, mom and, uh, and it's... an inspiration to, to me. And, uh, so yeah, you're doing awesome. I hope you know thank that. You. Oh,
1: well, thank you. That it's always lovely to hear. So <laughs> you, you both seem like you're doing an amazing job as well.
0: Oh, thank you. Yeah. Amy, you're doing an amazing job.
2: Well, thank you, honey. You're doing an amazing job. <laughs> Parenting is just an explosion. <laughs> it's like That's you amazing. just got to crawl through it. Yeah. It really
0: is. It's a, it, it really is like it breaks your sense of self into a million pieces. And then you just have to kind of one by one, collect those pieces and put them back into some kind of semblance of their former self, but it's never the same. And it's, And that's okay,
2: uh, (laughs) yeah,
1: yeah. Then they get sweethearts and jobs and you know adult-sized clothing, and it's great. That's one of the best parts. And then I get nice furniture and
0: vacations. Right? That's how it works. (laughs) You're fucking home, so so. wow. Dear listener, if you find yourself uh, watching your son clobber another boy with a dinosaur, or if you find yourself uh, saying, what the freaking fudge? (laughs) Or if you have been uh, broken by cloth pull-ups, just Mm -hmm. know dear friend, that you are doing a great job. Hey, Oscar, Rachel, do you like Disney movies? Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen all of them? Yeah, we saw all the Disney animated movies.
1: And we saw all the Pixar animated movies, too.
0: How about the DCOMs? What? What? The Disney Channel original movies. You should listen to our podcast, Inside the Disney Vault, because we are watching all of them in chronological order. Yeah, and we do fun segments, like we cast each other. That's right, and my favorite segment, Zaddy Watch, where we rank every single DCOM Daddy. Ooh, you can listen to all this fun stuff on our podcast, Inside the Disney Vault on Campfire Media, wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, guys, let's get back in the vault. It's cold out here. (laughs) Campfire.